Welcome to the Hot Spotting Real Estate Podcast. This is a bi-weekly podcast that talks about all things real estate with a splash of real-life topics. So tune in and let's keep it real. Hello and welcome to the Hot Spotting Real Estate Podcast. Uh, we got a great guest today, Madi uh, Farag, is that right? That's correct, yes. Madi Farag. And Madi was born and raised in South Orange County, graduated from Cal State University Fullerton in 2015, where he majored in business and marketing, just like me. That's what I did. Oh, cool. And he and his wife, Aline, is it Aline or Aline? It's Aline. Aline. He and his wife, Aline, live together in Irvine, California. And he's commercial real estate broker at Strategic Retail Advisors out of Newport Beach and is the Southern California chair for the ICSC Next Gen Committee. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. I've been well. How's the beginning of the year treated you other than a bank uh, collapsing and things like that? (laughs) It's been, well, it's been very big transition for us, leaving CBRE and uh, moving over to strategic retail advisors. So it was, uh, it was a lot and very hard, very tough decision. It was definitely the hardest decision I ever had to make in my life, but uh, we're slowly settling it now. That's good. Uh, give me some background on how you got into the uh, industry, and then we could transition into you know the firms that you're with. Cool, yeah. So it's a pretty cool story, actually. Um, I, I didn't really have any ties to the industry at all. Um, I kind of thought I wanted to get into commercial real estate, and I, I was graduating May of 2015. Right. Um, and sometime around January, I was like, I think commercial real estate brokerage is the way I want to go. This is before you graduated. Before I graduated. So five but you were a marketing major. So how did you run into that? Yeah. So I'll tell you that. So I talked to a broker who was doing industrial work and kind of picked his brand. And just the idea of brokerage, I felt like really spoke to me was, you know, you get to control how much money you make, you know, you make your own hours, you eat what you kill. Yeah. I love the idea of that. And I've always kind of been very persistent type of person, a go-getter. So I thought brokerage could fit my personality. So once I landed on the idea of brokerage, I was like, okay, well, which type of brokerage? And um, I remember reading an article about um, the different type of brokers. It was like office brokers. They wear suits and ties all day. They deal with high-level executives, CEOs, industrial brokers, work like tour warehouses all day and wear boots and polos. Retail brokers go to a conference every year in Vegas, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I'll do that. Nice. But, uh, well, no, but I was, you know, majoring in business marketing. And I was studying, um, you know, consumer expenditure, right. shopping pattern habits, all that, and really was really interesting to me. So retail naturally made sense. Once I realized I wanted to do retail brokerage, and I knew I didn't really have a mentor in the industry, I didn't really know anybody. So I was like, the best way for me to get in is to go work for the biggest and best commercial real estate company out there, which obviously CBRE. Nice. Um, so once I landed on the idea of CBRE, I, I was just focused on how could I get into that company. And I lived in uh, Newport Beach, and there was the Newport Beach office. So I sent LinkedIn messages to nice. HR. wasn't wasn't getting anywhere with that. I sent emails to people. Nowhere, n- nothing. I even dropped by the office, left my resume at the front desk. Nothing. So. Um, I started reading more about that uh, convention in Vegas. And at the time I was had a part-time sales job doing outbound leads for selling business maps. Okay. And so um, I convinced my, um, my boss at the time to let me go to. Good for you. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) ICSC recon. Okay. And I'll never forget it. I was walking, I was graduating from Cal State Fullerton on Sunday, March 21. And Monday, March 22 was ICSC recon. 
So I, I got to go to that wow. and was student membership at the time, 50 bucks. Perfect. Yeah. So got in and I mean, I was just laser focused on CBRE. How can I get into there? You know, so I walk into the CBRE booth and I remember I was just like wide eyed, so excited. I'd never yeah. been anywhere like this before. And it was just really exciting for me. So not knowing anything, I was just randomly approaching people like, hey, I'm really committed to this industry. Like any advice you can give me, who can I talk to? And one guy led me to another guy, led me to another guy. And one guy was like, you want to go talk to that guy right there? He's the man. And that was the head of retail at the time. His name was Anthony Bono. Um, so he was the national retail lead. Oh, cool. And um, he told me, uh, like, where do you live, all that? And I said, I'm in, I'm in Newport Beach. And he's like, okay, well, you want to talk to uh, Jeff Moore, who was the managing director of that office at the time. When I got hit Jeff's contact information, I went back home. I uh, I called Jeff. I left him a voicemail, and I, when I dropped Anthony Bono's name, nice. That's what led him to give me a call back, and I very assertive. Yeah, I like this. Landed an interview and uh, met uh, my senior partner at the time, uh, Barkley Hardy, that same day, and um, we we hit it off. And eight years later, him and I are still working together. We have a great relationship, and um, it's it's been a great ride. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So you were there for since 2015. Correct. Yeah. And now you transition to SRA. Yes. Okay. Uh, for those of, you know, for whoever doesn't know about SRA, why don't you give a little rundown on SRA and what you guys do? Yeah, so SRA was started in 1998 by three partners, Wally Lindbergh, who's a big name in the industry, Jim mm -hmm. Clarkson, Nelson Wheeler. Uh, uh, Wally and Nelson were also at CBRE, and they uh, spun off and started their own gig, and Jim joined them from uh, Grub and Ellis. Uh -huh. So they do something you know very similar to what we do, more, more so grocery anchor, shopping center, a lot of development. Um, so the very similar product type, 90% landlord work, and right. they've just had their own small shop for 25 years and had a successful run, and so... Um, small big shop, we'll call it. Small big shop, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and similar culture too, because yeah. you know they, they came from the big companies and um, just the, the product that they work on. It really aligned well with where we are in our lives, our personal lives, and our professional lives right. to make the switch. And um, it's exciting because you know where they are in their careers and where we are, it's kind of an opportunity for us to inherit something mm -hmm. and put our own spin on it and right. run with it for the next twenty five years ourselves. So. Um, it was hard because I, I love CBRE. I love the people there. I, yeah. Best years of my life there. I mean, I was 23 when I started and 31 when I left. And it was yeah. like I grew from just like a young kid out of college. And I learned how to be a professional there. Like the people there, they, you know, they, a lot of them took me under their wing and taught me like, you know, how to be a good broker and all that. So it was really tough, but you know, I just figured like I, you know, I don't have a kid yet. My my wife's actually pregnant right now. We're All right, our first, yeah. Congrats, man. Thank you. So it was just like an idea. Like if I'm ever gonna take a big risk, you know, this is the time to do it. You know, and I yeah. gotta get out of my comfort zone because you know things were getting comfortable over there at CBRE. So I was like, I gotta I gotta try something new. So this this was right. a good good fit. So. Did you transition over with someone else from your team? Our entire team, yeah. So uh, Barkley, Hardy, and myself. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, so we're, we've been an exclusive partnership ever since I got started in the, in the, um, in the company. Nice. And uh, we took uh, Lauren Atkinson and Bonnie Barrio, who's uh, all internal, like, facing support staff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And how long have you been there now? Sorry, how long has it been? Two months, yeah. Nice. And how's it, how's it going? It's great, you know, going from this big corporate, you know, 400 person office to right. an 1800 square foot office of eight people. <laughs> it's different. Um, yeah, but, but you uh, got they got a bunch of good guys over there. They really do. And they know what they're doing. And, you know, they've created a great 
niche market, which is pretty big. And, the, uh, you know, they are a smaller firm, but they're a big firm to me. You know, I think I'm a small firm, but <laughs> they're still a really big, you know, group that's very well known in Southern California. So they really I think are. that's a good team to choose. Yeah, yeah. It, it all aligned perfectly. It was great. How did you uh, decide that you wanted to kind of venture out uh, from CBRE? Is it Was it like... Did you have a mental slowdown or was it like you want to change? Because it's always interesting to me because it, it happens a lot in our industry. Yeah. Whether it's someone who spins off and starts their own or leaves that firm to go to the next. And then you have people who jump multiple firms, you know, which that could be personal reasons or otherwise. But for you, what was your main motivation to kind of get out of that just in case someone else is sitting in an office right now thinking about what they should do? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 up to your personality. I mean, I, I was really, I've always been, I come from a family that has run small businesses. And so the idea of being able to get into a small business and have more control and just really challenge myself to to be an all, all around professional businessman rather than just a salesperson yeah. um, as a broker. So um, I thought that, you know, where I am in my life, taking a risk, taking a challenge, trying to become, you know, more well-rounded professional and take a risk like this was like was an opportunity where i felt like for the right company yeah. it made sense i didn't want to just leave just to leave because you know i if if you would have told me i would have been at cbre for the next 20 years i, I wouldn't have necessarily said no way you right. know um but this was it's a good time to you know especially when your wife is pregnant it's a good time to just risk it all and let's go yeah well <laughs> I, I don't know if i would have done it a year from now you know like if i if you might have been engulfed you know exactly yeah and i don't know if i would have done it a year ago because we were just coming out of covid and yeah trying to build up the pipeline so it was just the timing was good you know where i was in my personal life where barkley was in his life yeah. it just kind of all worked out and for the right company you know yeah. it ultimately goes back to that sra was the right company to make the move for going as a team makes a lot of sense too cuz you're you're still in your comfort zone of the team right. so you know that you're still relying on the same people you're just moving it into a bigger house uh, or another house let's say and getting familiarized with their you know, the way they do things so i think that's a good move for a lot of people so that might be some good advice people who are trying to move you know if you could take some team members with you and you know trans if you want to transition you know that's good and these big firms cb you know even marcus all these guys you know they know what's going on and people jump and move around and you know they they're still the big machine and they're still you know getting the young guns in you know out of college and you know grooming them and uh, turning him into good, you know, uh, real estate agents and sales brokers. So, and here you are, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, if I, I do, you know, I believe and everyone has their own path, but I do believe, you know, getting into the industry, working for a big company like that and really getting an idea yeah. of, of how everything operates is, is very, very beneficial and helpful. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it, I didn't have the same mindset you did because when I was in uh, college, I honestly had not even considered real estate. You know, you were the opposite. It was already kind of in your mind a little bit. Um, so I jumped into, a, you know, a family that had shopping centers, which was great. Uh, but had I gone into that side where I went into a CB or some other big firm, I, I kind of feel like I missed out on a lot of, you know, procedural and things that you want to kind of learn how to do. Uh, so I had a little bit of a learning curve on my own. So I, I would agree that if you are trying to break in, you know, getting into some of these big firms and getting a good mentor is the way to go. Totally. 
Yeah. And, and it's fun. I mean, I, I I wasn't in a fraternity in college, yeah. so it's kind of like a frat. Over there. Yeah. So you start, and it was like me and you know twenty other young people that all started in the you know two year, three year span, and yeah. The events we were going to, the, it was just a lot of fun. And, you know, obviously COVID kind of yeah. put a stop to a lot of that. And so it was just, it, it was it was a good time in life for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. Let's talk about the market right now, especially because you guys are, you know, you came from CB and SRA is pretty in tune. Where do you, where do you guys think, uh, where do you guys think the market's going to go towards the end of the year? What are you thinking? Well, I mean. I know it's a tough question. Yeah, I get asked it all the time, but I, I always like asking it too, just to see if everybody's feeling the same way. Well, in retail leasing specifically, you know, I mean, right now, I, I think our biggest challenge is actually just vacancies so yeah. low. You know, I mean, we're, I think, 2%, and the the spaces that we have that come available, we do actually generate a decent amount of activity on them. I mean, tenants are still touring. They're still making offers. Right. It's, it's pretty impressive, and you keep thinking it's going to slow down. And it hasn't quite yet on the on the sales side for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, you talk to them and it's just you know it's slower than ever, or it has been in the last few years. So, um, you know, is a recession the worst case in thing in the world that could happen right now? Maybe not because we get a couple more spaces back. And, yeah, you know, we need space. Yeah, we it's need really tight right out there right now. Are you doing sales and leasing, or what? What are you doing more of? No, ninety nine percent leasing. I mean, yeah. That one percent is back when we were at CB. We'd mm-hmm. team up with a, a, a sales uh, guy and and run it with him. Yeah, yeah, very cool. What kind of what kind of listings are you guys working on? Give me some examples. What SRA and what your team is kind of working on. If you want to pitch some listings too, that'll be cool. Yeah, um, grocery anchor shopping centers, neighborhood shopping centers. What Mostly I would say. where? Um, Orange County, Inland Empire, um, LA. We'll do like um, Long Beach, six hundred five corridor right. area um but really that oc uh, ie kind of area um and uh yeah daily needs shopping centers i really love that product just because right. you're working from the 900 square foot space all the way up to a forty thousand square foot anchor box and so the versatility and the different types of people and brokers and tenants that you're working with i mean it, the range is, is awesome you yeah. know so Dealing with a 900 square foot shop space, the, the the person you're making a deal with there is totally different, and the, yeah. the deal process, the negotiations, it's it's all different. So I like being able to touch so many different parts of a deal, um, and um, so yeah, I'd say grocery anchor shopping centers. Um, a lot of ground up stuff, or is it existing uh, product? Well, so when I first got in the business, I was actually uh, really lucky to uh, jump on um, uh, Barclays' team, obviously. But mm-hmm. we were doing ground up uh, with the Regency Centers. So oh, okay, cool. He was, we were just finishing up a project in Brea, the La Floresta, which is uh, off Imperial, the Whole Foods Anchored Center. Yeah. And then simultaneously, we were just getting started on the ground up development of Village at Tustin Legacy, which is oh, cool. uh, uh, Kensington um, uh, on the part of the district, right. Master Legacy. So... Um, that was really cool because I got in the business and I just started learning about ground up development from day one. And I was able to touch all these deals that were yeah. coming in at once. So it was like I was drinking out of a fire hydrant and mm-hmm. learning so much so quick. Um, so the whole development hat kind of played well, not just to Barclays history in the business, right. but also SRA and everything they're doing in East Vale and all their yeah. ground up development. So development is definitely a part of who we are and what we do but obviously today in orange county there's just not as much yeah. vacant land so uh you know preferably obviously after the development's done we keep the listing we retain it and then we're just um plugging holes as they come 
Yeah. What uh, for the Inland Empire, as far as the activity goes there, what what's the growth? Uh, what's the like hot shot or let's say hottest tenant that's kind of growing out there or what genre is it the drive throughs is it the boxes what's going on because i know there's a lot of different areas there too so it's a tough question but what's been coming on your desk more than often you know what category on my desk specifically i would say uh restaurants okay. specifically uh asian re- concepts that are run by asian operators oh, okay. uh, yeah like we do a lot in chino chino hills and right. so so it's really really food is king especially food in the IE. yeah yeah it, it always it seems like it always has been i know it's uh you know all my tenants are food i have a cake tenant and still food <laughs> which tenant is that nothing bunk cakes oh yeah that's yeah, right. yeah so but uh, tried it's still to make food. a deal in long beach remember that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, food is king and it's like no matter what region you go I think it's all about food and then you know there's some retail but everyone I talk to is also saying food yeah constantly yeah so you're the Southern California chair for ICSC committee next gen committee right Mm -hmm. okay why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about next gen Uh, maybe some of them aren't familiar and then you know, maybe we could go into some of the events that you guys hold. Sure. Yeah. Um, so Natalie Pebbles, which everyone in our industry knows, yes. she approached me some 2016, 17 about joining the uh, next gen committee. And uh, obviously, given my path with ICSC and, you know, my history with that, I was like, yeah, love to. Yeah. So uh, I joined. you owe it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the best 50 bucks I ever spent in my life. Yeah. It's a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't believe that. You thought about it, and you're like, we're, you convinced your boss, and then you went, and then you went, and then you got into CBRE, and you're like, all right, I did it. It all, yeah, it worked out. It was, That's it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, so Natalie approached me, and I joined that program with her, and she was uh, kind of starting to transition out to the next level within ICSC. So mm-hmm. she had asked me if I wanted to kind of assume her role as the chair of, of Southern California. So. I started really in 2016 or 17, and we've now done um, about four events. We lost COVID in 2021, but um, we did um, these ICSC local events in Orange County. We've had it in uh, Irvine and Huntington Beach last year, and for whatever reason, our is actually our event is actually the most attended local event in the entire country. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, I guess second is is Tampa Bay. And I think it just speaks to our SoCal region, like right. the brokerage community and the, the the developers, the tenants. It's just it's the camaraderie is so strong. And I think yeah. this particular local event is like you just come. There's 45 minute educational component to it. We've had some really big speakers. Um, this upcoming one um, in, on June 15, we actually have uh, Beth Azor, who's oh, going to be cool. the moderator. On here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we we tend to go after the biggest names we possibly can first nice. and that helps generate as much traffic as possible and then we spin off the whole fun atmosphere which is you know we'll have like lawn games and yeah. an open bar which is always Huntington helpful. Beach right Huntington Beach that helps yeah sun exactly alcohol a little bit full bar full bar yeah. that helps that's what keeps them there <laughs> you know that might be a good reason why it's the number one or two event I think know? so <laughs> yeah yeah and it's in June right summer uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah summer's fun man we've always called call it like the summer kickoff party that's cool so it's a month after icsc vegas so in the past we're like uh you know people are just coming back from vegas do they really want to go to another event so of course, soon if there's uh you know sun and beach and alcohol involved I'm exactly sure a lot of people would love to come to exactly that. yeah yeah but it, no it's a great networking event i've been to a few in the past 
Next gen is really cool. I think for people who are just starting out, but I think for guys who are just coming in and they're like wet behind the ears and they're like, what do I do? I mean, this is like ideal. Yeah. Just get out to the event and start talking to people and having conversations just about yourself. And I think you'll, you'll be okay. hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. Um, there's this next, uh, part of my podcast where my daughter comes on and we ask you a bunch of questions so we could get to know you as you know as an individual let's see what we got cool here's question one number one with alessandra wants to know what are some of your hobbies (laughs) so cute um so i love playing basketball there you go yeah watching basketball playing basketball um being outdoors going to the beach hiking um spending time with family and friends um my parents, you know, we have an ongoing tradition every Sunday. I'm, I'm, so I'm one of four boys. I'm the youngest. We all go to my parents' house every Sunday. We right. just we'll watch games. We'll nice. hang out in the backyard. So um, That's cool. Yeah. Are they in OC too? Or? Yeah, whole family's in OC, thankfully, luckily. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Man. Cool. Let's hear the next question, which I'm sure you're going to like. Do you have a favorite sports team? Yeah, uh, well, so uh, basketball for, like I said, and, um, of course, the Lakers living in L.A., right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm, my, I'm part of the generation where everyone is more uh, uh, player-focused, player-oriented. Right. So I'm a big LeBron James fan, so oh, okay. uh, I love watching him. Play. Were you a Laker fan before LeBron? Um, I won't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to me to find yeah. this information out. My friends would tell you no. Yeah? Um, what was your team before LeBron came here? Um, so were you Cavs fan or Miami just following LeBron? Following LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. He's an animal. He, I just, I love watching him play basketball. Yeah. You know, it's just, to me, I mean, everyone feels a certain way about him, right? It's so polarizing. You love him or you hate him. But uh, yeah. to me, just uh, the way he plays the game and makes the right decisions and, you know, it's just, I really enjoy watching it. Yeah. I mean, was I a fan of LeBron before he came here? No. I mean, I admired his athleticism and how he played. Um, when he comes to the Lakers, you're automatically a LeBron fan. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think, I mean, we're right there. If we could get into the playoffs, I think we're in great shape. One day you feel good about them, and then the next day It's you're, so fun yeah. in the West right now. Yeah. So every day, like, for the next few days until, you know, I think there's, what, six games left or seven? Six Something or like that. Yeah, yeah. And tonight's game is a big so one. So by the time yeah. this airs, they'll probably be over. We'll see who won. Right. <laughs> or maybe we'll add a little championship banner at the end. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Have you you've always been a big NBA fan? or Big NBA fan. I played basketball in high school, um, and I was a diehard Laker fan since I was a kid. I won a raffle when I was, like, 12. Uh, Lakers versus Celtics at the Forum. Whoa. That was, like, Magic Bird game. Nice. Yeah, and which was like amazing for me. I had never been to a Laker game. Uh but I've always been a Laker fan and um I'll always be a Laker fan. So it's always good when my guests come and say Lakers, you know. I don't know if you listen, but Brad Umaski said Clippers, but I let him go. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear the next question. What is your favorite food? Mediterranean food. Here we go. Yeah. So All right. kebab and kofta and yeah. rice and salad. We and speak the uh, same language there. Yeah, was, What's your background? Uh, my family is from Egypt. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. 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 So, you, you know, you're, when you go home on Sunday, it's amazing food, I'm guessing. That, so we go to my uh, my parents' house once a week, and then we go to my wife's house, uh, parents' house once a week, and her, her family's Syrian. Oh, man. So That's uh, a great blend. Yeah. And her, her family cooks really well, too. So, uh Yeah. It's it's two days a week we're eating we're eating good. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> my mom's family is from we're Armenian, but we're from Syria. Oh, okay. Um, 
small town there. But yeah, that the food from that part of the country is just you can't say no to it. Yeah. I could have it every day. I've it's that kind of food. It's 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 dangerous. Yeah, no one says, Oh, not again. No, I I'll have it all day. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, let's hear the last question. If you can live anywhere in the world, where would it be? So wherever my family is. Good answer. <laughs> um but if I could move my family anywhere, I mean I love Orange County, you know. It's uh, a great place. Yeah, it's a great place. So I you always want to be grateful for where you are. I, I do like the idea of Florida. I like Miami. I think that would be really cool yeah. to live there. Um, if LeBron and Bronny go back to Miami, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can move out there. Take my town to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to South Beach. Yeah. Um, San Diego, too. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, San so Diego's I think, nice. Yeah. I have a buddy who lives out there. Yeah. He's He left L.A. and he has not looked back. Yeah. He loves it down there. Those would probably be my, th- my top three. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I forgot to ask you, do you know if you're having a boy or a girl? Not yet, actually. We're doing a gender reveal um, in about a month. Oh, man. Yeah. I should have scheduled you a month later so we could have <laughs> had that information. Yeah. I don't know what I want. One day I wake up, I want a boy. One day I wake yeah. up, I want a girl. I can't decide. They're all blessings. I have two girls. Um, you know, enjoy every moment of it, even the journey of it. It's always fun. And just take care of your wife and get her what she needs and make her happy. And it's it's going to be a great moment for you, man. I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're really, really excited. And get your sleep. I always tell people, get your sleep. You're not going to understand uh, how much sleep uh, means to you until the baby comes. So. That and a routine. I love yeah. having a routine. So I'm, I'm gonna but you have family here, so that's good. So you guys have some help. So that's good for you guys. That's too. huge. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. good for you, man. I appreciate you coming out. You're one of the young guns that's in the industry. And how could people reach you? What's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, my cell, 949-302-6711, or uh, my email, Madi at Strategic Retail Advisor. That's no S at the end. Uh, okay. Strategicretailadvisor.com. We'll put that in the show notes for you, and then we'll put a link to SRA's website as well. You got a good group of guys over there, and tell them I say what's up, and hopefully we run into each other in the next month at ICSC too. Definitely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. All right. Just a reminder, please take the time to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It's greatly appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hot Spotting Podcast. If any listeners have any questions or topics they would like to hear on the show, or if you simply want to connect, you can email me at mike at hotspotproperties.net. Once again, thank you for listening. It's been real.